Hello and welcome to episode 17 of the Fierce Calling Podcast, the busy mom's guide to connecting with God. Today's guest is my friend, Tara Cole. I've known Tara for many years and I love her heart and passion for helping families grow closer to God and to each other. Tara shares fantastic and fresh ideas on how to avoid distractions when connecting with God and how to meet with Him throughout your day. She's a wife and a mom to three active boys, and she's passionate about helping moms and their kids deepen their relationships with God. Her works include Abide, 40 Ways to Focus on Jesus Daily, which is awesome, and I have that book. It's fantastic. And Sacred Pathways for Kids with Christy Thomas. She has really great tips. These ideas are great for grandmas, too. So listen in while I have a chat with Tara Cole. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fierce Calling Podcast. Today I have my friend Tara Cole. She's a wife, a mother, and she has three active boys. Her passion is helping moms and their kids deepen their relationship with God. And I'd like to welcome her to the podcast. Thanks for joining me, Tara. It's so great to have you. I'm so glad to be here, Doris. Thank you. Well, you have just such a heart for families, deepening their relationship with Jesus and reading the word together. And your book Abide is amazing because just busy moms need help knowing how to help focus on Jesus daily, right? So, it is really hard. Yes. Um, so I would love to hear a little bit more about your story and if you could share with us where you are taking action where your passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. All right. Well, um, thank you for having me on here, Doris. I'm so excited to talk to you today. My story begins back when I was a kid because um, I grew up in a preacher's family, which seems like it should set you up for success in the spiritual world. But um, there's all those jokes about preacher's kids um, and how they go wrong. And so um, in our family, my dad was absent a lot. He really was emotionally absent, was physically not present. And so that would tend to make a lot of kids maybe jealous or have problems with God in some way, shape, or form. Whereas my mom, what I remember growing up is her faithful example to just show up every morning and spend her time with God. It didn't matter where we were, if we were on a trip or if we were on a retreat somewhere, like we did as teens a lot, went to those youth rallies. It didn't matter if we were on vacation or how late she'd been up that night. Every morning when I came through, she had her Bible and her coffee there. And so even as I got older and might interrupt her or something, she always invited me into that time with her. She might ask me questions or say, hey, this is what I'm reading. Let me share it with you. And so she never got huffy about me interrupting her, though she did tell me when I was an adult that she would have to get up earlier and earlier some mornings because we got up earlier and earlier. And so I know it did bother her on some level and she still did want that personal time with Jesus by herself. But just her faithful example while I grew up um, made such an impact on my siblings and I because I actually found out not until I was an adult, that she didn't start that till I was eight years old. Mm -hmm. So if you're a mom and you're thinking, man, I'm behind the ball because I haven't even started that. My kids haven't seen me spending time with God. My mom didn't even start this till I was eight years old, but that's what I remember of her growing up. She heard the idea at a conference she went to and um, she bought those tapes because this was back when tapes were a thing. And so she bought those tapes, she said, from that conference and listened to them over and over and over again and discovered, okay, it's really important for me to have 
personal quiet time with Jesus each day. And so even though my childhood was difficult and rocky and we moved, I think we counted up one time, 20 some odd homes by the time I was 20, mm-hmm. we moved around a whole lot, didn't have deep roots anywhere. Just her faithful example really changed things for my siblings and I. All three of us are um, faithful Christians, um, serving in our communities in some way, shape or form. And I attribute it all to my mom's faithful example, even through the hard times. That's beautiful. I love that because kids look at the example. Do you usually um, encourage moms to do this? How, how do you do that in your ministry? Well, the number one challenge I hear, um, or no, I guess there's two of them. One is time. Moms are always like, I don't have enough time. Where am I going to find the time to do this? And number two is distractions. Mm-hmm. And so um, with the time to overcome that time challenge, um, one of, or two things, I think. One is that we make time for what's a priority in our life. And so of several times when I've gotten so busy in life, I'm like, I can't possibly find the time. I've even just found some chart on Google or something and just wrote down what I was spending my time on each day Mm -hmm. and just looked for those pockets of time where I could go ahead and say, okay, this is where I actually have time for it. Because all of us spend time, or I would say most of us spend time at some point in our days on social media, scrolling through our phones. Mm -hmm. And so we could even use that five or 10 minutes that we're scrolling through our phones, whether first thing in the morning, on our lunch break, maybe when the kids are down for a nap or at bedtime, spending those moments with Jesus instead. And a lot of times when moms or women think of spending time with God, they think, okay, if I don't have 30 minutes to an hour to just focus and study, then it's not good enough. Mm -hmm. And that simply is not true because I always remember that story in John of where Jesus fed the 5,000 with the um, loaves and fishes. Mm -hmm. And so it just always reminds me that God can do a lot with our little. So if you will give him the five minutes you have here, the 10 minutes you have there, the 15 minutes you have there and commit that time to him each day, he can do a lot with our little if we will just show up and give him the time. And so in Abide, I talk about a lot of different ways you could spend that time with God, whether it's devotionals, whether it's just focusing on one verse, whether it is doing um, what I call the SOAP method. And there's several different methods of Bible study out there. Mm -hmm. And um, I share the SOAP method in my Abide five-day challenge, but there are a lot of just different study methods. But if you just need to start reading a book like John, it's my favorite gospel to read through and just look and see who is God? Who is Jesus in this passage? Who is he revealing himself to be? And just begin there. That is a great way to just start spending that time with him is just commit to a time, look for it in your day and decide, okay, I'm going to make a commitment to show up for these five, 10 or 15 minutes. And one of the prayers I've prayed myself as I was learning to do this is Psalms 42, one and two, where it just is talking about the are longing for the streams of water. And so it says, I thirst for the God, for the living God. Where can I go and meet with God? And so I would just pray that God gave me that desire. And over time he did. So the first thing is finding the time and committing to it, even if it's just a little bit. The other one is, is that often we think we have to go to church and we have to have our quiet time and then go on our merry way. But if we read Psalms 1, it talks about how the tree is by the stream and how it gets life. That tree doesn't just have one or two roots. It doesn't just have a church root and show up at church or a root where it spends time with Jesus each day has all these tiny little roots securing it to the bank and securing it to that stream. And so um, 
there are many different ways to spend time with Jesus throughout your day, not just one moment in the morning or whatever time you decide works for you, not just showing up at church, but it really is a lifetime of faith of and inviting Jesus into your days and accepting his invitation to just open the door to him throughout your day and not just spending time with him once a day or even going to church. Those things are great and good and needed, but it's more than that. And it's simpler than that. Mm. I love how you brought up the story about the fish and the loaves. That is so encouraging because God can do a lot with our little. And I love that reminder because oftentimes we can really be hard on ourselves because we feel like we have to spend a certain length of time with God during the day. And sometimes we just make it more of a thing. We check off our to-do list instead of the worship time and the quiet time and the relational time that it's really meant to be. Right. And some ways I do that just practically that I also share in the book is um, just maybe listening to the Bible as you're going about your chores. If there's something you want to um, read and say, you're like, well, I'm not sure I have time for this, but maybe that you can listen to a Bible or listen to godly podcasts that encourage you like this one, or even music is a way our family loves to connect with God. And so um, finding some music you love to listen to, or another one I encourage uh, moms, especially is to pray while doing chores, because we all have those chores that consume a lot of our time. Mm-hmm. Whether you're a working mom or a stay-at-home mom, or just even if your kids are you're an empty nester, you still have chores that you're doing. And so praying for our families while we're doing those chores and using those as triggers to remind us to pray for that person, whether we're folding their socks or washing the dishes or cleaning the floors or whatever it is. And it's hard to complain and to pray at the same time. And so um, it's a good way to refocus us, especially if we're irritated at the person that day. <laughs> it's a great way to refocus that. Great advice there. Wisdom from the Lord. Yes. Because that just ruins our day. And so just turning that around and flipping it to the positive and thinking about, you know, the scripture of Philippians that tells us what to think on and Mm -hmm. just incorporating those kind of attitudes of worship and prayer into our entire life. Because it is supposed to be an intricate part of our life and not just in a separate box. Right, exactly. And like I mentioned, the second um, one I hear a lot about is distractions. Well, I sit down, but then my to-do list just distracts me, or my kids come and distract me, or I see that pile of laundry over there and that distracts me, or these other things I'm thinking about. I try to just prepare in advance for those distractions. Mm -hmm. So one of my readers a long time ago suggested having kind of what she called a dump list in your Bible study notes. So if you start having those to-do lists pop up or those things you want to do or those people you need to text, she just kept a list in the margins of her Bible notes and just wrote those things down. So then she could just dump them there and then focus back on her Bible study. Or one of my big distractions is my kids coming in and interrupting me like I did my mom. Mm -hmm. And so now that some of them are older, I'll just invite them into my study time and say, hey, I was just reading this. Let me read it to you and see what you think. Or for like my little one who's just five, and I did this even when they were like two and three and four, is the YouVersion app has a Bible study app for kids Mm -hmm. that has Bible stories and it has games on it and stuff like that. And all of my kids just absolutely love the app. So when they would get up, they would say, oh, can I have my Bible app? And they would sit down with their Bible app and just sit there and listen to it play and read. It reads the Bible studies to them. So they only have to be a reader to use it. And it has interactive Bible studies with characters that move. So you could do that with a coloring books or children's Bible story books if you don't want to put them on the electronic 
I just found that really distracted them well. <laughs> and so just be prepared for those distractions. So if you know, these are my distractions, so you set aside your time, but if you anticipate those distractions and find solutions to them, then that can help you overcome them in the long run and really set those roadblocks aside that I see a lot of my readers have for spending that time with God. I love those suggestions because it's being proactive and it's really protecting your time with the Lord. And right. that thing about you know, where you write your list, kind of like dump it as you think about it. That's a great way to kind of get it out of there so it doesn't all pile up and distract you. So those are very practical ways to follow a habit, like build good habits because mm -hmm. we build bad habits. Right. So, you know, we can certainly turn that around and build good habits so that we can be also encouraging our children. And I love that you mentioned the version app for the little ones because I didn't really realize that they had that. Yeah, a lot of people don't know about it, but it's really, really good. And even on their other app, they, I didn't realize this till my son found it, is that they actually have videos. Mm -hmm. So the Bible, they have the Bible Project videos on the app, which my older boys like to listen to. And they even have, like, I think the whole Gospel of Mark is on there as a mm -hmm. video series. And so mm -hmm. my older boys have just loved watching those. That's been a really helpful way because our kids nowadays love electronics. And so I figured I might as well give it to them, but give it to them good. Yes. <laughs> Turn that for the good. Absolutely. That's right. And tell us a little about too, because you do what you call God stories. You've had a site for a long time over a cup, which mm -hmm. I love that because, you know, who doesn't love sitting and talking with somebody over a cup of something, coffee, tea, whatever. So tell me about what direction you're going in kind of with the God stories. Okay. Um, I shared God stories for a long time. I think starting about eight years ago. Yeah, I think about in 2012, I started a God story section on that blog over a cup. And I did it for about four and a half years, once a month until I started working full time. And so of course, working full time, you can't spin all the plates. And so that kind of got derailed. But recently, my readers have started saying, I really want those God stories back. Mm -hmm. um, we'd like to hear some more God stories. And so this year, I'm bringing God stories back. So I'm going to be bringing some of those older ones and then introducing new ones. I think you're going to share one here in the coming months. And just these are God stories are stories of hope and healing. A God story could be something as simple as this is where I sh saw God show up today. This event happened and this is where I saw him show up. Mm -hmm. Like um, it could be something as small as like, for instance, there was this one day when I was taking my kids, I think it was, it was to some appointment, a doctor's appointment. And as I pulled it to their school, I was like, oh no, I did not get snacks for them. This is going to be a disaster because if my kids don't eat after school, they get that hangry thing going on. Right. And I thought, oh no, what am I going to do? I don't want to really, I don't have time to drive through somewhere. And so when I walked into school to pick them up, their aftercare program was handing out snacks to my older two. And then they saw my younger one and gave him a snack too. And I was like, thank you, Lord. You provided before I even knew. I, this was a problem. Nice. And so they can be just something small like that. They could be big about how he might have shown up and um, someone being sick or a car wreck or an accident happening. Mm -hmm. They can also be a conversion story or um, even a longer spread out story over time. For example, one of my God stories on my website is how God sold our house in 24 hours during the housing crisis. And so they could be a variety of stories, but the point really is to say, this is where God showed up. 
and to really um, encourage others and give them hope through sharing your God story. And so, yes, there's a bunch of them on Over a Cup, and then there's some more on TaraLCole.com. But I'm really starting to share those a lot this year. We're starting with once a month. But if you have a God story you'd like to share, then you can go over there and look those up. And I love to hear your God stories. Just um, you can share them, let me know about on TaraLCole.com or just shoot me an email or something like that would be another way, great way to get in touch. Or if you need encouragement yourself, just go over there and click on the God Stories link and you'll find a lot of stories from women just like you who have walked through really hard things and lived a tale to tell. Yes, <laughs> I love that because, you know, giving the glory to God because oftentimes when we're in the midst of things, we may not even realize what God is doing until after Mm-hmm. You know, and then we would look back and go, oh, wow, God's hand was upon that the whole time. And this is maybe why this happened. We might not always know why, but we definitely can see him there. And so I love the whole thought of God's stories. Right. And I was um, learning recently because um, I'm studying more into storytelling and the importance of stories. And so I ran across this research um, recently. It was in a New York Times article, but it's by Dr. Duke and his wife, Sarah Duke. And um, what they were looking at is resilience resiliency in children. And so they did the study on what most makes the most resilient children. And what they found even was that it didn't matter if um, your family's stories were ascending, um, where you started poor or in difficult circumstances and worked your way up, whether they were descending, we started with everything and through bad decisions, we lost it, um, or the strongest narrative, which is ascending and descending. Bad things happened, but we overcame them. We worked together, things like that. But sharing these stories with your children and letting them know your family stories, whether they're God's stories or just like I was sharing with my kids this morning, how their grandmother grew up mm -hmm. and had to go to school because we were on our way out the door to school. But them knowing that stories gives them um, a sense of being a part of something larger. So even if you never choose to share your God stories or your stories with an outside audience, sharing those with your family and your children and grandchildren really makes them be more resilient because they see themselves as something bigger. And so that was another part of this puzzle as I thought, okay, one, I want to tell my children these stories so it can help them strengthen the relationship with God. And it even talks about in Psalms 78, how whenever we tell our children these stories, it even says, tell your children these stories so they will trust them me. Mm -hmm. So they will follow my ways. And so that helps them deepen the relationship with God. But then in sharing them with each other, it lets them know I have been there too. And I can help and God has helped me through that. So I know he'll help you through it too. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing about that article. That's really fascinating. And it's very encouraging because it just goes to show that stories are powerful. You know, we just need to tell them and let them continue on. It encourages the kids to, to, like you say, be part of something bigger. And we are all part of God's big picture. I love the God stories. And I hope that some of the listeners will send you their God stories because I know they have some. <laughs> so I would love to hear them. <laughs> <laughs> so if you were to share maybe one or two of your favorite or maybe most impactful ways to spend time with Jesus daily, what would you say they would be? Let's see. If you're looking for one to just spend time in his word. So if you're like, okay, I don't know where to start with spending time in God's word. Then one, um, I would want, like I mentioned, pray that he gives you that hunger, hunger and thirst and insight because God loves to answer those types of prayers. And then two, start with a um, easier book like the book of John or one of the other gospels and just see, okay, who is Jesus here? What can I learn about God? 
Um, because Jesus tells us in um, John that if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So what can I learn about Jesus here? What can I learn about who God is here in this passage? And you might even go um, one or two verses at a time if that's all you've got, especially if you're a new mom with little kids running around. I love the story Priscilla Shire shared one time about how when she had really young kids, she only did a verse a week. She would just post that verse all over her house and really meditate it on it when she had time. I was like, if a verse a week's good enough for Priscilla Shire, it's good enough for me. And so <laughs> yes. when I was going through that hard time, um, I just did a, a verse a week. So just start and start with an easy book like mm -hmm. John or something like that, or the Psalms. David crying out to God and sharing his heart with them. So Psalms is another good place to start for those. And then um, also just prayer. If you can get a good habit of prayer, whether it is just praying during chores and that reminds you to um, pray for those you love or something like that, but start a good habit of prayer for you and for your loved ones and praising God in prayer, not just asking for things, but also mm -hmm. praising him and thanking him for what he's done. Cause that really helps to orient our perspective up mm -hmm. instead of just on us. And then also worship music. Worship music is one of my very favorite ways to connect with God. And I have a um, playlist I can give to you, Doris, to share with your readers, but it's an abide playlist that my readers and I created last fall. And so it has a bunch of songs on just um, spending time with Jesus and abiding in him and things like that. And so I can give you that to share with your readers as well as that playlist. Thank um, you. But I just love worship music was one of our family's favorite ways to spend time with God and to interact with him. Wonderful. And I love how you talked about if you need to just even concentrate on one verse at a time, because every verse is just chock full of amazing ways to meditate and learn more about God, because mm -hmm. sometimes we just read over things and skip over things that have really intense and deep meaning. And so just take, cause I mean, you wouldn't shove a whole steak in your mouth at once. Like, so the meat right. of the word is good, you know, like just take a bite and chew on it for a while and meditate on it and yeah. learn and maybe even do some more research, just deep study. Right. And I like to call it savoring God's word because a lot mm. of times we want to read a big chunk, which is mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. um, but also there's just those times you really just want to savor it and spend time on it. And the Blue Letter Bible app is a great one for savoring God's word because mm -hmm. it has all those resources. It has the concordances, the commentaries, the Greek, all of that is in that one app. And it's called the Blue Letter Bible app. Some of my friends introduced it, me to it probably a year or two ago. And I just love it for that deeper study or just savoring one verse at a time or just a few verses. Awesome. Great resources you're providing today. And so how can the listener connect with you, Tara? All right. Um, I am Tara L. Cole in all the places. So um, TaraLCole.com. I'm on Instagram as Tara L. Cole. And then I'm on Facebook as Tara L. Cole Writer. Wonderful. I'll put all of those in the show notes so people can connect with you. And I uh, love that idea of the playlist. That's really great. I'll go ahead and put that in there too. If you want to send that to me. Sure. I will pop it on over to you. Thank you, friend. And I am so blessed to have you on today. I appreciate you taking the time. I know how busy you are, but like you say, you know, we have to schedule things that yes. are important. And I know that there is someone listening today that needed to hear the encouragement that you shared. So thank you so much for that. Thank you for asking me on. Okay. Well, you have a blessed day and I know we'll be watching for more books coming out, right? You have a heart for children's books as well. Yes. So we'll see what happens there. Okay. We'll see what God's going to do with that. Your, your God story. <laughs> All right, Tara. Well, thank you. And I will talk with you soon, friend. All right. Talk to you later. 
Thank you for listening today. I hope you picked up some really great tips for connecting with God and deepening your Bible study time and your walk with the Lord. Connect with Tara at taralcole.com and grab her Abide playlist she talked about in the show. Hop over to Amazon and pick up Abide 40 Ways to Focus on Jesus Daily so you can continue using the great tips that Tara provides. I'd also love to connect with you. So subscribe to this podcast so you'll never miss an episode and check out doraswift.com to reach me through my contact page. And let's continue the conversation. I just started a Fierce Calling Facebook group and I would love to hear how these episodes may resonate with you or some things that you have in your heart that you would like to share. Friend, you have a fierce calling. And as a follower of Jesus, the Holy Spirit indwells you and empowers you to do what God is calling you to do. Ask Him to reveal what He has next for you, and He will lead you to it in due time. Be encouraged today that no matter your current circumstances or past mistakes, God chose you and you were always meant to be here. He has plans for you, but the most precious thing of all is that He loves you no matter what with an unconditional and everlasting love. Let's use our gifts together so we can impact the world for Christ. I'd like to leave you with this scripture from Zephaniah 3.17. The Lord your God in your midst, the mighty one will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. The Lord delights in you. And friend, he is calling you to a fierce calling. And he wants to use you for your good and his glory and to the furtherance of the kingdom. So do use your gifts. They can make a difference in this world. I hope you'll join me next week when I invite another woman who will share how she is taking action where her passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. Until then, have a blessed week, friend, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you.